This is Felix Drags Dale through the Marvel Universe, where I, Felix, drag Dale. That's me. Through the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Today we're doing a recap of Phase 2. And then, <laughs> with the end of all the phases, I let Dale pick a movie. Yay! I picked Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, a movie based on a video game. I don't know if that's accurate. No, it's based on a comic book, and then it has very video game elements in it. True. The protagonist is named Scott, just like an Ant-Man. It has several sa- of the same actors in the, as in the official MCU, including Felix's favorite crush, Chris Evans, mm-hmm. the new Captain Marvel, Brie Larson, mm-hmm. and some non-cinematic Marvel actors like the Punisher, Thomas Jane, who plays the vegan police, <laughs> Brandon Routh, who plays the Flash on the TV series. Not the Flash. What does he see? He's... Captain Adam, I believe. Oh, Captain Adam in or the Flash? Or something like that, yeah. Well, he's I on just, Legends of Tomorrow now, but he was on the Flash. I won't. Oh, I just looked it up as far as like IMDb to the... To the, <laughs> <laughs> the no, Grant Gustin plan. is the Flash. Okay. Also, that's DC. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know I can't tell them apart. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> Grant Gustin was on Glee. You know that none of this means anything to me. He's cute. He sings. Okay, I know that cute makes Brandon a Roth world was also Superman before Henry Cavill. But that's also DC. I know that you really like Henry Cavill. I do. And I hated Brandon Roth's Superman movie. Like, not him specifically. I don't really remember him. But, like, I hated Superman. I don't like Superman to begin with. The only reason I tolerate it is because it's Henry Cavill. It's also directed directed by Ant Man writer Edgar Wright. Mm-hmm. But before we get to that, let's talk about Phase Two. Phase Two. Okay, it was these six movies plus the one shots: mm-hmm. Iron Man Three, Thor to the Dark World, Captain America: Colon the Winter Soldier. Okay. Pause here. <laughs> Felix is laughing because I wrote out the word colon <laughs> in Captain America, colon, the Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers Age of Ultron, and Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. So what changed between phase one and phase two? More aliens. That's very true. So like everybody on Earth knows that there are aliens now. Is that what's going on? Sort of. They don't often behave as if they do. Like you would think like, in the real world, if we found out that aliens were real, let alone, like, if they came down to Earth and, like, basically nuked New York City, it'd be, like, a big deal. It'd be, like, all anyone talked about for, like, the next decade. <laughs> yeah, but, like, okay. Like, I'm not I just going to work the next morning. Like, so, how are the kids? Like, <laughs> we're going to be talking about the aliens. <laughs> yeah, you would go, but would you go into work and then talk about the aliens, or would you not go into work the next day. Well, if I lived in New York City, definitely uh, not going to work because it was like uh-huh. a terrorist attack. Okay. Like, I feel like it would be a 9-11 type yeah. level situation where people in New York are super affected by it. But people in the rest of the world talk about it all the time, but they still talk about everything else because... But I feel like 
it's just like so earth shaking like especially like once alien technology gets on the ground like uh-huh. in that one shot and like i just feel like the world would change so dramatically so quickly mm-hmm. and i think that the other thing that would happen is a lot of like preachers and religion like craziness would arise yes definitely a lot of that <laughs> Like God will protect us from the aliens versus the there is no God. <laughs> there are aliens versus the God loves aliens too. He made them like weird stuff like that. Well, and cause like Thor is a God. <laughs> yeah. There's also that like, like an alien. <laughs> yeah. There are also the let's worship at the, at the feet of Thor. I mean, I would. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you, yes, you would. <laughs> um, we also uh, um, get a lot more uh, Infinity Stones. Yes, and this, this is where we kind of learn what Infinity Stones are. Mm-hmm. Even though we haven't gotten the the Gauntlet of Infinity Stone. No. The Gauntlet Infinity Stone holder yet. The Infinity uh, Gauntlet. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> sure, if that's what you want to call it. If, if that I don't know also, if it's what I want to call it. I feel like it's what the writers of the Marvel oh, comic they, Okay, I haven't it. gotten to that point yet. Because to me, that also sounds like either like a brand name. Like, it's my infinity shirt. It has a big infinity symbol on it. Or else it's like a very, very large gauntlet. Mm-hmm. Like size infinity. I mean... Thanos is a pretty big dude. He that is very true. Well, we also see Thanos for the first time, right? Yeah, he's sitting in that rock chair yeah. doing nothing. In Guardians and then in the after credit scene of Civil War? I don't remember. You One think I'm gonna remember that? I don't Not think Civil I'm War. Gonna... Um Winter Soldier is what I meant, but yeah. I don't know if that's correct. Yeah. Um sequels kept getting worse. Ah, uh, yeah. What sequels did we have? We had Iron Thor to the Dark World. Oh, yeah, that one's really bad. I forgot about and it. And Iron Man 3. That's not great either. Yeah. But and Captain America was way better than the first one. No, it wasn't. What are you talking about? Okay. Winter Soldier, you liked the first Captain America more than Winter Soldier? No, okay, that's not true. <laughs> okay. I thought that the name of Captain America colon the Winter Soldier was very misleading because I was waiting to see way more Winter Soldier. Hmm. And I did not see very much Winter Soldier. Yeah, I always want more Bucky. Yeah. Because, like, with Thor to the Dark World, you saw a lot of Thor. And the Dark World. And some of the Dark World. (laughs) I mean, you also saw a lot of uh, what's her face? Natalie Portman. Yes, <laughs> what's her character name? Natalie Portman. <laughs> it's Jane something. Oh, Jane Foster. Yeah. Um. And with she went to Harvard. Natalie Portman did not, yeah. or I mean, maybe also Jane Foster. She's a physicist. <laughs> yeah, but didn't she go to her dad's school? That's probably something slightly made up. No, that's you're thinking of uh what's her name from the Hulk? Uh what's her name She's from a the, biologist. What's her name from the Hulk? Um her dad was a general. Mm-hmm. 
general mustache. Yeah. So she didn't go to the school that her dad taught at. Oh, no, you're right. We don't ever see her dad. We don't. We see her dad's friend, Eric. Yeah. I don't don't know where. It's not important. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Anyway, I assume she has a degree from somewhere. Yes. Okay. So what? Were you going to say anything about Natalie Portman going to Portman going to Harvard? Well, because like Kat Dennings, um, what's her character's name? Don't remember. Um, she's like a student, right? Because she's like an yes. intern. Yes, she's a student and knows how to kiss boys. Yeah. Okay. So what? <laughs> I don't that, know. That's it. Okay. Cool. Um, naming things apparently got harder. Yeah, because they they gave things dumb names. Like, I did not like Avengers Age of Ultron's title. I love Age of Ultron. I said I did not like the title. Yeah, that's what I mean. You like the title, Age of Ultron? Yeah, why not? Um, Ultron got defeated within one movie. <laughs> he got born and defeated within one movie. Mm-hmm. That is not an age. Ultron is a dumb name. But now we have Vision and like oh, Vision everything is a has dumb changed. Name too. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I didn't like the way that they came to the name. Like I don't have a problem with him being named Vision, but like that whole like contrived like conversation where they're like he's Tony Stark's vision of a new world. He's oh, the vision. <laughs> I was just like, no. <laughs> That's bad writing. It's Yes, see, naming naming everything got harder. Naming characters got harder. Naming movies got harder. Scarlet Witch, because she wears red. <laughs> yeah, okay. Everything got harder, so they got worse names. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like, Captain America the Winter Soldier doesn't describe anything that happens in the movie. Well, the Winter Soldier's in it, and Captain America's in it. Yeah, but how they interact doesn't, like, describe, it doesn't describe how they interact. Mm-mm. Okay. Um, also, with the colon, yeah, it makes it sound like Captain America is the Winter Soldier. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> Could have been Captain America and the Winter Soldier versus, or Captain <laughs> American to <laughs> Captain America to the Winter Soldier. But they also started Captain making a America lot more money. Finds the Winter Soldier. Finds him? Doesn't he find him? Oh, find. Oh, not like find, like uh, charges him a fee. You're being bad. Here's a ticket. I could see Captain America doing that. Language. (laughs) That's a level two swear word. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, speaking of fines and money, though, uh, phase two is when they started making like a bajillion dollars. I mean, the first Avengers made a lot of money, too, but like now they all just make a ton of money. Except for Ant-Man. Which is funny, because that was the best one. No, yeah. the worst one. It's bad. It, um, <laughs> shall we take a look at my, <laughs> my Batman v Superman scores for that? Because it says the exact opposite. By like four and a half times. Bad. Just because you fell asleep. 
Oh, and a side note. Have all your favorite sexy men in it. Yeah, no, it sucked. Even though Paul Rudd or his body double worked out a lot for that. But I don't like him muscular. He's supposed to be cute. Um, He's like I'm going to make a, cute a terrible uncle. argument here, which is, why can't you have both? Well, Chris Pratt tried it, and they became a douchebag, so. You want a bad experience with a celebrity who you've never met <laughs> should not color. I mean, I don't know that he became a douchebag in real life. I just like all the characters he plays now are douchebags, and he got divorced from Anna Ferris, so. I assume he's a douchebag. But if you're listening to this, Chris you're, Pratt, I still love you. And I would totally you're, all like, your, marry you. Your assumed experiences with an actor uh, incorporating his characters into his actual personality mm-hmm. should not color your actual interpretations of what real people are like. All I'm saying is when he was a little doughier on Parks and Rec, he seemed like a nicer person. I don't know. That first season, he was quite the asshole. No, the character was an asshole, but like Chris Pratt seemed like a nicer person. I know, but that's all I know of him (laughs) because I don't know Chris Pratt. I like to think I know him. Okay, so Felix lives in a fantasy world. (laughs) We all knew this. Um, Okay, so are we done talking about phase two or do you have more to say about it? So... And what delineates it from phase three? What do I have to look forward to in phase three? Well, because I'm pretty sure all I have to look forward to are more of those dumb infinity stones that don't make any sense and change color once you get them out of their protective casing so it confuses me even more. Only one of them. What? The Tesseract? No, the staff one. What? Okay, what's the staff one? The staff one's the mind control one, yeah. and it was blue. blue, and then it turned yellow. Yeah. Okay, and the Tesseract is the what? It's just blue. It's blue. And then when you get it out of the Tesseract, it turns... It's still blue. <laughs> okay, what's the purple one? Uh, the one from Guardians of the Galaxy. What's the one that the Collector already had? The red one from Thor to the Dark World. Okay. I so don't remember these. That one is the... Um, I don't know what the name of it is, but it's like the one that controls like physics and like matter and like... Really, like, with any one of these stones, they're so vague and, like, powerful. I feel like you could be able to do anything you want. But With any of them, so yeah. who cares? Okay, so why are they even different colors at all? Whatever. Okay, so we can differentiate them. And it's confusing that they have casings that are different colors. Like, Thanos' one is yellow, but it used to be blue. Vision. Damn it, Vision. <laughs> he can see me pointing to my forehead. That's mm-hmm. how I knew I was talking about Vision. But Vision... It's not yellow, he's red. <laughs> so many colors all of the time. <laughs> There's also a lot of fighting and like um, internal like difficulties with the Avengers in phase two. In phase two or phase three? Phase two. Because uh, the first movie in phase three is called Captain America Colon the Civil War yeah. or Civil War. <laughs> Captain America goes back in time to fight the Civil War. Well, they basically break up the Avengers when, like, after they've got, like, the new crew of Avengers. Break up the Avengers. They break up S.H.I.E.L.D. But, like, Tony is, like, kind of still an Avenger, but kind of not. Tony was never really an Avenger because he was just the consultant. (laughs) Hulk and Thor are gone. Uh, Well, 
Thor is a god who lives in a different realm. Yeah. So he was never, he just showed up when he wanted to. But Hulk left But never yeah. called his girlfriend. So now it's just like the humans and then Scarlet Witch and Vision. How come Scarlet Witch isn't human? I mean, like the people without superpowers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Like uh, the, the Falcon. The regular people, the, the muggles, people, the muggles. The, the muggle equivalents in the Avengers. Okay. Yeah. Hawkeye and Falcon and Scarlet Johansson. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Black Widow. They're all named after animals. That's weird. Uh-huh. The animal people? Yeah. The animal people who are either regular or have some enhanced suits. Mm-hmm. But no uh, magical powers of their own. Nope. What else is important for base two? That's going to carry over. They fight with each other. Um, Infinity Stones. Um, Hulk's gone. That's about it. I don't know. Okay. Oh, we got introduced to. Never mind. No, we didn't. That didn't happen yet. Okay. So, what in phase three? We are going to meet somebody interesting. Mm-hmm. Is it a woman by any chance? No. Why am I not surprised? Because it never is. I mean, we'll meet some interesting women eventually, like Lupita Nyongo. Oh, okay. In Black Panther. Yeah. Okay. Which is still a movie that's mostly about men. Yeah. And she really doesn't get to do much interesting things. Honestly, I think it would be a better movie if it was her and um, the other girl. Oh, the the warrior guard? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That one, I hope, will also be a very interesting movie to talk about, because that one I did see. Oh, yeah. That's true. Okay, so we're ready to talk about Scott Pilgrim versus the world? Yes. Okay, you ready to introduce it? Sure. Because I wrote the introduction for you. Okay. Go ahead. No sound bite? Okay. Oh, do you want me to just play the theme song again? Uh, I don't know. It feels weird. <gasps> I can do that. <laughs> Scott Pilgrim versus the world, a movie where Michael Sarah plays himself. Only this time he's better at flirting and better relationships. He never battles the world, but rather battles seven evil exes of his new main squeeze, Ramona Flowers, and learns about treating women with respect. Meanwhile, his roommate Wallace is the best character in the movie and my gay icon. <laughs> Wallace Wells, who is con- constantly getting with many hotties, even the ones who are dating women. So true. That one was so cute. He was like the cutest one. He looks like... Um, are you talking about Wallace Wells or are you talking about all the hotties he got with? No, Scott's sister's boyfriend, fiance, <laughs> that Wallace hooks up with. He's so hot. Jimmy. He's like blonde and his glasses. And is taller than you? I bet. Oh, Felix has a type that he that he is now freely emanating to. Who does he look like? Um, there's someone that he looks Oh! Early um, on, I asked Felix what his type was, and he said he didn't really have one. I don't. He, but he resents people. He resents men who are taller than him. True. His type is totally taller than him. No. And blonde. I, I have multiple types. But he'll really sleep with anybody. Especially if you're like a sexy, like, metal robot with weird lips. Yeah. <laughs> I bet Ultron's taller than me. He's probably like eight feet tall. Yeah, probably. Um, I'll secretly resent you, though. <laughs> so, so sexy big robots. He's <laughs> Call got Felix up. <laughs> he's got daddy issues. Um, no. You have daddy issues, so it works out. <laughs> 
<laughs> from Cinema Blend. Does eight feet tall sound big enough for you? Because that's how tall Ultron is. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. No. So I. The the Jimmy looks like. Do you know? Have you seen Rent? No. Um. You've watched Star Trek, the new one, the TV show. Yes. Uh, the blonde doctor. Yes. So he was in Rent. Okay. Um, and he looks like that character whose name was Mark. Okay. Mm-hmm. Does he have an actor name? I never remember his name. He's a really good actor and he's a good singer too. Um, so like a real actor. <laughs> yeah, he did. He was in the the stage play version of Rent also. Anthony Rapp. Okay, yeah. that sounds very familiar. Okay. Yeah. I, I want to date that Jimmy guy. I also like, I don't think that the character that plays Wallace is like super hot, but like, or the actor, um, but like, I'm attracted to him for some reason. I just like him as a person. It's Kieran Culkin. And we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about that in the, who's in this movie. But before we get to that, have you seen this movie before we watched it together, Felix? I have. How many times? Just the once, I think. Okay. Yeah. And I have seen it like, like maybe five times. <laughs> I like this movie a lot. You must be the famous Pepper Potts. I am Loki. I am Groot. I am Iron Man. Agent Coulson. <gasps> so I want to take a lot more time in the who is in this movie section than we usually do because it's all new characters. There's a lot of people in this movie. There are a lot of people in this movie. Do we want to? It's s- kind of like the Avengers. <laughs> In the number of characters, yeah, and in the fact that there's fighting, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a comic book movie. Yeah, it is. It so is it's basically like, the Avengers. It is like the Avengers, <laughs> and there's a lot of infighting. Yes, but it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I was going to start with the characters who are in Sex Babam, mm-hmm. which is a band. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about this band's name? It's hard to pronounce. <laughs> So it fits in phase two with nothing good at naming things. Well, that's great. I put it in the right phase. Okay. The, the protagonist is Scott Pilgrim, if you can get that from the title of the movie. Um, he is the bassist in this band, played mm-hmm. by Michael Sarah. He's a uh, loser. What? He's a loser. Michael Sarah or Scott Pilgrim? <laughs> I don't know Michael Sarah personally, but I don't like. Well, it didn't stop you from making lots of assumptions. <laughs> I don't like uh, Super Bad, and everyone loves that movie. I don't like it at all. He was in Super Bad. Wasn't that him? And Jonah Hill. Uh, I could be wrong. Because <laughs> I think of him as. Um, I didn't watch that. You didn't even like. Okay, what did you say? Arrested Development. Yes, I think of him as Arrested (laughs) Development fame. I didn't watch that. He is in Super Bad. You're right. Yeah, I didn't like that. So is Emma Stone, which is weird to me. Okay. Jonah Hill also is like a strange actor. He's had this like weird transition where he's like trying to become a serious actor now. He's like not bad. Uh huh. But like, I don't know. It's weird. Oh. Anyway. I think of Michael Sarah as absolutely Arrested Development. I actually, I it's not super bad that I think of. It's Juno, and I don't like that movie either. Okay, why don't you like Juno? I hate. It's like that hipster. That's honestly why I didn't oh. watch Scott Pilgrim for a really long time because I assumed it would be, be that like bug. very hipstery like tone, like Juno, and I don't like that. I mean, it is a very hipstery tone. It's Kinda. just a 
very different hipstery yeah, tone. Yeah, it's not obnoxious. Like, I love Ellen Page. She's a lesbian, but, like, you know. Uh-huh. I don't like Ellen DeGeneres that much, though. But I do like Portia de Rossi, who's also on Arrested Development. <laughs> full circle. Okay, so for the full circle, I did warn you that this who's in, who, who's in this movie section <laughs> would take a long time. Okay, so, so far, we, we've got one person in this movie. Okay, so... The talent of this musical group is Stephen Stills, played by Mark Weber, who you've never heard of. I don't know him either, no. I don't know. I looked him up. Okay. And then the roommate, oh, then the roommate in this house is Young Neil. I love Young Neil. He's so cute. Okay. There are a lot of cute people in this movie. Yeah. And at this point, I want to ask you, did you get the name joke? No. In this band, there's a man named Steven Stills uh-huh. and a young Neil. Uh-huh. Stills, Neil, Young. Neil Young? Yes. Okay. Steven Stills. I don't know him. Crosby? Nope. And Nash? Nope. Different musical group. That's all it is. Nope. It's just funny because they call him Young Neil and like the other guy's name is literally Steven Stills. Okay. No. (laughs) Like I got it right away, but but it took the web guy like five watchings to get that. I was like, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, He's he's a roommate. He's two years younger than everybody else. That's why I call him Young Neil. And then the drummer is Kim Pine, Mm -hmm. played by Allison Pell. Don't know her. Data Scott in high school. That's an important part. Um, which brings us to Scott's love interests slash exes. Nat- Natalie slash Envy Adams. Yeah, which I had, like, it's Envy, like, Envious. Yeah. Even though I wrote it in here as, like, Envy. Because, like, that made sense to me since her, her first name starts with an N. Mm-hmm. Um, She's the lead singer of The Clash at Demon Head, which is a much better band name. It is. Except I feel like it's like you can't use another famous band's name in your band name. So Clash was too much? Yeah. They should just be like Demon Head or at Demon Head. (laughs) That symbol. And that would be their Twitter handle. (laughs) Because it sounds like the Clash is playing at a venue called Demon Head or something. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Okay. More work. Yes, shopping. it does. <laughs> but I was then I was gonna go on to like the how old is Twitter thing, but I'm not gonna do that now. Okay. Knives Chow, mm-hmm. who is Chinese. Is her name actually Knives? Yeah, I think so. I've always wondered that, like, because he just calls her Knives, and I was like, that doesn't seem like a human name, but okay. It's cool. And Ramona Flowers. I don't like that name as much. Okay. As Knives Chow? Yeah. Okay. Um Ramona Flowers is the new, new girlfriend, mm-hmm. and she's the one with the seven evil exes that Scott Pilgrim must battle. And lots of different hair colors. She does have lots of different hair colors. The first evil ex is... Matthew Patel. Okay. So. I didn't like him. Okay, why didn't you like him? Uh, just he sucked. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> and likes haircut. Okay, that's fair. I liked him. Number two is Lucas Lee played by who Chris Evans 
<laughs> with what kind of facial hair? Really bad chin strap. It was so awful. But he's still hot. Okay. And his hair was cut too short. I don't like when he does facial hair. He's like all American boy needs to be clean shaven and like waxed and buffed. That's my Chris Evans. Okay. Although daddy Chris Evans in Avengers Infinity War with the beard is kind of hot, but in like a different way. Number three. Oh, actually, no, I take that back. There's this like, I think we've mentioned it on the show before. If we haven't, I'm ashamed of myself. Um, there's a, a photo spread from like, I don't know if it's like GQ or yes, we all these magazines and he's like a truck stop hooker and he's got some stubble in that. Pretty hot. We it should post images on the site. Just a truck stop hooker, not just like he's at a truck stop. Look at No, him. because it's like the whole thing was like a play on like the way like the poses that they would make pinup models do. So he's doing like very like So he's not like a truck stop pinup? <laughs> sure. But he looks like a hooker. You know, like truck stop hookers are like a thing. I know they're a thing. He's like, you find a gay dude and he's like wearing no underwear and jeans and bent over working on the mechanic shop. I don't know. I just have this fantasy of Chris Evans because of that photo shoot. <laughs> okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number three. Oh, Todd Ingram, the vegan. That's Brandon Routh. He's also super hot. He's got a very big chest. Might even be bigger than Chris Evans in this movie, at least. He's he's very tall. Mm-hmm. Number four. But he looks silly blonde with his like uh, uh his 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 like, his bleached tips. Yeah, yeah, it frosted. Looks yep. Ro- uh, Roxy Richter, P- played by May Whitman. I don't know her. That's okay. Don't worry about it. She's from Parenthood. Oh. Anyways, that's why it's the seven evil exes and not the seven evil, evil ex-boyfriends. Which she has to correct Scott multiple times. <laughs> yeah, and he doesn't get it because he's kind of thick. Mm-hmm. Um, number five and six are... The, I don't know how to pronounce it. Kediyagi twins. Okay. I don't know how to pronounce it either. They didn't get a lot of screen time. No, they didn't because they realized they were <laughs> that they needed to publish a comic book really quickly. <laughs> And then it worked out for like my style of movie watching, which is I pay a lot of attention at the beginning and then less as the movie goes on. Mm-hmm. And then the number seven one was Gideon G Man Graves. Uh huh. Played by Jason Schwartzman. Yeah. And so I think he's kind of cute. Not in this movie. I think he's kind of cute in this movie. Oh, he's so sleazy. Well, that's okay. Yes, he plays a sleazy character, but I think physically he is still cute. No, he's got that like greasy hair and it's too long. You do not like long hair. It has to be like good long hair, like well-maintained, like lustrous. How do you feel about my hair? It's not that long. It's longer than than most boys' hair. Yeah, but you're not a boy. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Enforcing gender norms here on... Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, I would expect no less of you since you hate women. <laughs> um. Anyway, he. <laughs> we find out that Gideon is is Ramona's ex, and that uh, G-Man Gra- G-Man Graves is a record producer, mm-hmm. and that they are the same person eventually. Yes. But it takes a long time to make that connection. And he's very petty and spiteful, and like is the one who organized the whole like evil axis thing because she wouldn't date him. And that sounds like something I would do. 
Yes, we know you're petty and hate women. <laughs> Not to a woman. <laughs> well, we know you're petty. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then Scott Pilgrim's friends and family. There is Wallace Wells. So cute. <laughs> Scott's roommate played by Kieran Culkin. Macaulay Culkin's younger and more talented brother. Oh. You did not get that. No, and I knew that. Yeah. There was one point where I rented a movie, and on the back of it, Kieran Culkin was in it, and it literally said, Macaulay Culkin's younger and more talented brother on it. <laughs> and I don't know what movie it was. I because, hope he wrote that. Because, like, I was like, they really said that? <laughs> and yeah. so that's, like, anytime I see, like, Kieran Culkin in a movie or, like, hear Kieran Culkin's name, that's what I, like, think of is... Macaulay Culkin's younger, more talented brother. We have to put up the little comic spread on our on the website of um, Wallace Wells. It used to be my Facebook uh, like profile picture for a really long time. Um, what? It's him like sitting on a stoop holding a martini, and it just says Wallace Wells, drunk homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Oh, it's the cartoon version. <laughs> it is pretty good. That's my spirit animal. <laughs> that's true. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's what I think of every time I see Kieran Culkin. I'm like, Culkin's younger and more talented brother. There. He was in Home Alone too. He played uh, the the Ben Home also or Home oh. Alone two. Also, okay. also version. <laughs> he was also in Home Alone two. Also. Hmm. Um, he plays the uh, the bedwetting cousin. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, not that that's important, but I did tell you that this section would be longer than usual. Um, other Scott. Wallace's boyfriend. Uh-huh. Of all of Wallace's men, I think that the cutest one was Jimmy. And then other Scott. Other Scott had a chimp strap. And then, um, no, wait. How many were there? Were there four? Yeah, there were four. So, Jimmy and then the random guy. There was a random guy. And then other Scott and then the guy that was naked. Okay. You do not get to see him naked. No, sadly. Okay. Then Stacy. Stacy Pilgrim. Anna Kendrick is Scott's sister. Of Twilight fame. Yeah, I love her. I say that because she was clearly the be- best actor in the the whole series. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. Although I was convinced that she was Edward's sister, and you're telling me she was just a Bella's friend. Yeah. And I don't believe that Bella had friends. <laughs> <laughs> she did. <laughs> she ignored them a whole lot. I bet. Yeah, she sucked. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I Anna Kendrick's weird for me. I feel like a lot of people are annoyed by her and, like, tired of her. But I oh. think I'm just, like, annoyed and tired of Pitch Perfect. And, like, not Anna Kendrick specifically. Oh. I love Anna Kendrick. Have you seen Into the Woods? No, I have not. Great movie. She's in it. She sings in it. Emily Blunt is in it. James Corden is in it. I feel like you'd like him. Okay. Do you you watch Late Late Show? No. I fall asleep like James (laughs) (laughs) And Emily Blunt's great. Um, Meryl Streep is in it. Okay. So, of Pitch Perfect fame. (laughs) Yes. Um. And then Jimmy, Stacy's boyfriend, who then becomes Wallace's boyfriend. <laughs> um, Julie Powers, played by Aubrey Plaza. Love her. 
who is of Parks and Rec fame. Yeah. Dates Chris Pratt <laughs> in Parks and Rec. Uh-huh. Um, somebody named Como, Como, who's played by Nelson Franklin, who is one of those faces that you recognize but don't know who he is. Who is this? He's the friend who knows everybody. Oh. And then, like, yeah, talks he's in a lot of things. Stuff. Yeah, right? You know his face. And then the vegan police. I just put him there because <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were great. And it has it has Thomas Jane the Punisher, mm-hmm. who is the actual Punisher, right? I don't know what that is. Cool. You know what the Punisher is? No. Why would I know what the Punisher is? Because it's a famous comic book character. He's There's a Netflix series that goes along with like Daredevil and Jessica Jones, but it's not Thomas Jane. It's a different actor. It's the guy from The Walking Dead. Yeah, see, all of this. What? Like, why would I know that? Because it's on Netflix. Didn't you watch Daredevil season two? No. Oh. No. Why not? I'm going to have to drag Dale through the Netflix Marvel Cinematic Universe. No. No. (laughs) No. Can we just talk about who takes off their shirt now, please? Sure. So, we have Ramona and Scott Pilgrim in the same scene. And that's like it. Yeah. Everybody else. What a bummer. There's so many hot people in this movie. It's true, but they all have their shirts on. Even when they're in bed sleeping. Yeah. Or after they get out of bed after not sleeping. I have to imagine the like World War One bunker that Wallace lives in is not super like well heated. So maybe that's why they're always fully dressed and under blankets and sleeping in the same bed. Yeah. Okay, well that was a shared section and very disappointing. I know. know. And like What's her name? Like, Ramona's really hot, but, like, Michael Sarah is not attractive. He's so awkward. He's got a bad haircut. Which is a plot point in the movie. It is a plot point in the movie <laughs> to make him feel more awkward. <laughs> okay, are we ready to start with the plot? Sure. Okay. Segue. <laughs> you know, that is my strong point. I just want to be done with whatever you're talking about. No, I meant my segue to the plot about his hair being a plot point. Oh, okay. Good job. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, it begins with the narrator saying, Not so long ago, in the mysterious land of Toronto, Canada, Scott Pilgrim was dating a high schooler. Mm -hmm. And in this sentence, there is so much to unpack. So, number one, not so long ago. When is this? (laughs) Felix, I want to ask you when you think this is, and then I'll tell you what my research said. I don't know. When did this movie come out? It came out in 2011. Okay. I'm going to say not then. Okay. That's good. Um, it gave me kind of like an 80s or 90s vibe, but like also not. Okay. Did they use like cassette tapes? No. They were at like a record store at one point. Yes, they were. Did they sell CDs? They sold CDs. They did sell CDs, so it had to be like at least the 90s, right? Uh-huh. I don't know. At one point... They are playing Dance Dance Revolution. Yeah, well, it was like a Dance Dance Revolution knockoff, yes. I don't yes. know when that came out. <laughs> That's not so helpful. I don't know when it came out either. Probably also the 90s, right? Okay. You were so young. Okay. Stacy Aram sends out a mass text. Does that mean anything? All oh, right, to you? they have cell phones, so but they definitely also, at least the nineties. But they also, oh, 
<laughs> also have landlines. And they have internet. But they live in like, they're like not wealthy. So like 2000. Later than that. 2010. Okay. Do you think everybody in 2000 had cell phones? I a did. lot of people did. <laughs> Wait, how old were you in 2000 that you had a cell phone? I probably didn't. How old was I? No, I got my first cell phone in 2006. Okay. Okay. 2006 is more around the time. It's, it's probably about 2007. And this is why. Number one, Gideon has a BlackBerry cell phone. Oh, yep. That is the only, like, BlackBerry you see in the entire movie. Nobody has iPhones or touchscreen phones. Number two, people... People have regular cell phones, and they're texting each other like mad. Mm -hmm. And this is the old type of texting where you have to hit the button like three times to get a C. T9. I miss that. I do not. I don't know how anybody texted to anybody in those days. I didn't know. I could text with my eyes closed behind my back with T9 (laughs) and quickly. Oh, my God. (laughs) I am so glad I never, like, learned that skill since it's, like, <laughs> I just and I miss the physical buttons because you could like tell what you're touching. And I do harder miss, to like mess I up. Super miss physical buttons, but at the same time, I'd like I not want to do that. I do I do like text to to I, like speech to text now. Mm. Well, like so, the equivalent of that now is like swipe. Yeah, and I am just not good at it, and I like I never use it. So uh, and like now there's autocorrect that like just like makes whatever you said whatever it wants. Mm-hmm. Sometimes after you press send, yeah, and that is like super fucked up. It makes me so angry. Mine does this thing where whenever like I have to hold down letters to get to punctuation, and whenever I try to do a question mark, it'll like that's on the N, I believe, of M. And so it just like puts that instead. And so it looks like I'm like just adding M's and N's to the ends of my sentences. And then I have to like send the question mark afterwards. Yeah. Okay. So different kind of texting. And then um, it's definitely after 2004 because that's when the DS came out, the Nintendo DS. And then I'm guessing it's actually in 2008 because Scott Pilgrim is wearing a rock band bass guitar t-shirt in mm. one of the scenes. So. Mm-hmm. And that was released in November 2007. Okay. Okay. Mysterious Land of Toronto, Canada. <laughs> oh, the other thing I wanted to mention before we get into that is it's April in this. It's so movie. snowy. Yeah, it's Canada. I guess. You know that it snows here in April. It shouldn't. Not always. Oh, you poor little April birthday. Sometimes it does snow on your birthday. Yeah, it sucks. It does suck. We had a snowstorm this year. Yeah. Yeah, it was really snowing on your birthday. Um, because Scott makes a joke, or like Ramona makes a joke that that it's it's chill in, in uh, Toronto. And then Scott says, yeah. Like, chill. it's super chill, like, cold. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, yeah, isn't it, like, April? So that's, that's the thing, because it's Canada. But she's from New York, and it snows there, too. And it's also very close to Canada. <laughs> what part of Canada is that? Geography. Okay. <laughs> Felix, what do you know about Toronto? Well, you know that nothing. It's, you know it's in Canada. You don't know what part of 
Canada. It's, it's a, in. I bet it's in a province. It's. It is in a province. <laughs> I'm not going to make you guess since clearly you don't know. Um, tell me the provinces, and I'll tell you which one it is. I can't tell you all. I can't. There's listen. only like seven. Right. No, I'm just going to tell you. It's in Ontario, like the biggest province. Okay. Okay. I thought that that was also a city. Where's Ottawa? Ottawa, Ontario is the capital. Okay, so Toronto, mm-hmm. Ontario, Canada. Which one's by Seattle? Vancouver. Yeah, that's the one I know. Okay. So this one's on the other side of the country. Yes. Yep. And it. <laughs> that's one by New York. And it's on Lake Lake Ontario with the Niagara Falls. Uh huh. With with the Niagara Falls. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what's the one above us? Or no, rather like above um Detroit. The the province? Like the or the, the city. The biggest city there. Well, right across the the bay is Windsor, Canada, and that's <laughs> Ontario in Ontario. Okay. But I don't know. <laughs> I know that one too. You know Windsor. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's so many cute boys on Grinder there. But I couldn't convince any of them to cross the bridge and come hang out with me. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, because it's really close. It's a really big bridge. Okay, so we learned that <laughs> Felix knows Canada when it's Windsor across the bridge from Detroit when it involves cute boys on Grinder and sex. Same with Vancouver. Although, uh, so I wanted to go to Tim Hortons in Windsor because um, like a Canada thing. <laughs> it's a... Uh, and Donut Chop. So that's, excited that's about it. That's named after or owned by a hockey player. Well, because so there's this Canadian girl on this podcast that I listen to, and she's all about Tim Hortons. And so it's not that great. Uh, also, no, there- I didn't get to get it. And I was very upset, and it like ruined my whole trip. And then they put two Tim Hortons in Minnesota. Wait, just recently. This, you this whole trip. This was the trip <laughs> that you got that fancy tea that I brought back to you in the TSA searched my bag. <laughs> yes. And I paid like the extra. You have a really heavy bag fee. <laughs> it didn't actually ruin the whole trip, but it was a stain on the trip. I wanted Tim Hortons. And so then they put Tim Hortons in Minnesota and it sucks. It's like just okay. Yeah, it's just okay. <laughs> It's not that exciting. No, I was bummed. Okay. So, Toronto is across the lake from the New York State. Mm-hmm. New York City is about eight hours away driving. Is New York that big? Yes. It looks so small. Well, I suppose it would take like a lot of hours. No, well, how long does it take to drive from the bottom of Minnesota to the top? Like five hours? Ten hours? Um, yeah, t- like ten hours. I feel like Minnesota's way bigger than New York. Yeah, you're also driving west. You're not just driving north and around a lake. Oh, that's true. And past Niagara Falls. I want to go to Niagara Falls. I've never been there. Well, it's a very popular honeymoon spot. I know. My ex-boyfriend went there. Not for his honeymoon, but he's from Syracuse. So Okay. Anyway, latitude-wise, mm-hmm. is it north of uh, New York City? No. Wait. Yes. Yes? Yes. Yeah. About four hours north. Yeah. But it's like down, like it's like in America's like um mm-hmm. longitude. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's yeah. south of us right now yeah. in the Twin Cities. Yeah, that's crazy town. Yeah. But New York is actually like, you know, because it's on the ocean, they get like 
they get like wetter snow and it's never like super cold there. Mm. Like that, like you ever hear like dumb radio, like interviews with New Yorkers on the radio and they're like, it's 15 degrees here. And then they like, they just complain and complain and complain. And you want to be like, shut the freak up. <laughs> Cause we're from Minnesota. And 15 degrees is warm. Yeah. Yeah. And then like Minnesotans have this thing where they'll be like, you know, like after a week where it's been like hovering around zero or like negative 10 and we get 15 degrees and all the Minnesotans go, it's so balmy out. <laughs> and like people wear shorts. Yeah. And like, and you want to punch anybody who says the word balmy because everybody's using the exact same term to like describe it. And you're like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I've and never it, described Minnesota as balmy. Oh That's my God. I think it was like Florida. It's so annoying. You'll get to a point when you're like at some office and like people will be like, it's balmy. And you're like, it was 15 degrees. It was balmy up. in Florida in February when I went and like everyone was wearing jackets and like snow pants. <laughs> I was like, it's like 45 degrees in February. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's all what you're used to, what you're acclimated to. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also in Toronto, there's a lot of Toronto, like actual Toronto stuff in this movie. You think they actually filmed it there? I do. They film a lot of stuff in Toronto mm-hmm. and uh, Michael Sarah is actually Canadian. They film a lot of stuff in Vancouver. They do film a lot of stuff. Supernatural. My husband, Jared Padalecki. (laughs) (laughs) He's not married. He's married. (laughs) Felix is not married. He lives in a a fantasy world. (laughs) Um, Yeah, like a lot of, um, a lot of like Pizza Pizza Mm -hmm. is a, is a franchise in Toronto. (laughs) They're excited about that. What? They're excited about Pizza Pizza. Yes, um, Castle Loma is an actual place in uh, Toronto. I go there. Um, the coffee shop that Stacy and uh, uh, Julie work at is Second Cup, actual coffee shop chain mm. in Canada. Um, Goodwill, ac- actually in, in Toronto. Now it's closed all over Toronto. No Why? more Goodwills in Toronto. I don't know. Mm. It just pulled out. I don't know. Who's your favorite Canadian? I don't know how to answer that question. I have not, like, although, like, you know, I have that weird list in my head of, like, oh, this person is Canadian. This person is Canadian. I have never thought to sort through those in a separate list and be, like, who is my favorite person? Your Canadian boyfriend from the gas station. (laughs) (laughs) That's high-ranking on my list, yes. (laughs) My favorite is it's a tie-up, a toss-up between Celine Dion and Nathan Fielder. Celine Dion. Mm-hmm. Avril Lavigne's pretty great too, but Celine's better. Celine Dion. But Nathan Fielder is amazing. I don't know who that is. Dion. Haven't you ever watched Nathan for You? Oh, yeah. That guy is hilarious. He's Canadian. He is Canadian. He went to one of the top business schools in, <laughs> in Canada. <laughs> okay. The third part of that that introductory se- sentence, we can see how far we are through this movie, <laughs> is that Scott Pilgrim is dating a high schooler. Mm-hmm. Scott Pilgrim is 22 years old. What's the age of consent in Canada? I don't know. You know, I really didn't look that up because Scott Pilgrim is not sleeping with a high schooler. Yeah, but like they're still dating. Yeah. Um. You tell me how you feel about dating people that are in high school, even if they're 18 years old. Inappropriate. Unless it's call me by your name. 
Then it's okay. Why is that? Because that's beautiful and romantic and homosexual. So it's okay if it's homosexual. Yeah, like most things. Um. Also, it's just creepy. Like, he's like out of college age. That was 2008, so this would really be it. Okay. The answer is 16. Hmm. Okay. Well, and the drinking age is lower there too, right? Yes, it's either 18 or 19. That I, that one I did look up for some reason. Oh, you know who else is Canadian? Justin Bieber. <gasps> oh my God, no. I'm so incorrect. I'm so incorrect. Those are not my favorite Canadians. My favorite Canadian is my husband, Sean Mendes. You know what? We're not going to talk about any more favorite Canadians anymore. <laughs> I could talk about Sean Mendes at length. Nope. Okay. <laughs> He's tall. Okay. He's got a voice like an angel. So... So, what is appropriate to date when you are 22 years old? 20, well, so in America, my dating rules are like 21 because like they have to be able to go drink. But like if the drinking age is 18, then like 18 to 25. Okay. So, if you're Canadian and you're 22 and the drinking age where you are is 18, would you date Somebody who's 18, but still in high school. No, it feels weird. And like they mention it and like, I don't, it's uh, Aubrey Plaza or um, um, uh, uh, <laughs> Anna Kendrick. One of them mentioned like how she's like a school girl oh my God. <laughs> in the uniform. Like, it's just so creepy. It is. <laughs> but okay. like, if she was like, 17 and like a high school dropout I think it'd be less weird because she's not going to school yeah like the age is the same yeah but it's the school part I think that makes me uncomfortable you know yeah well okay what if she was like at different stages of their lives like yes he doesn't seem to have a job yes okay but (laughs) okay yes there are different stages of their lives but okay what if it was a a 17-year-old that was taking college-level courses at a college. Would that be okay? Does he also go to the college? Um, yeah, so he recently graduated. Sure. No, if he's graduated, like, you should move on. Like, four years is, like, that's good. You gotta, like, start a new phase in your life in adolescence. What like, if-, if it was, like, a 32-year-old dating a 27-year-old, that would be different. Uh huh. What if you are twenty-two years old, dating a twenty-year-old, and you recently graduated from college? Sure. Okay. What if you're twenty-one and you recently graduated <laughs> from college, and I'm dating a nineteen-year-old? Sure. Okay. Good, because that's what I was. Yeah. I think I've done that. No, I hadn't graduated yet. But I still think it's messed up that like dropping out. Makes it okay to date somebody. I don't know. Because that kind of sounds like it's okay to date somebody if they prove that they make poor decisions. That sounds like my type. Well, you are a poor decision maker, so I guess so. Perfect for each other. All right. Me and Scott Pilgrim? No, you you and high school dropouts. I would date Scott Pilgrim just to like get into Wallace's bed. Because then I think he would end up just dating me instead. Um, you just have to date Stacy. I would. She's beautiful. Yeah. Like, she has such pretty hair and, like, nice teeth. She looks like 
a Disney character. Yeah. Plus she's talented and funny. She is. And like in that kind of like down to earth, but I'm still like a hot girl kind of way. Like she drinks beer. Okay. You write your romantic comedy <laughs> later. <laughs> Let's move on with the actual plot now that we're done with the first sentence. Okay. <laughs> okay. So band practice and hanging out with knives. They go to Goodwill. They eat at Pizza Pizza. They go to the record store. They go to the library where where Scott Pilgrim sees this pretty girl with pink hair that he also saw in his dream, mm-hmm. who is Ramona Flowers. Uh, it's a desert place with a rollerblading pink-haired woman. Yeah. That about sums it up. It was weird. I like the narrator. Like, uh-huh. I like in shows and movies where the narrator, like, contradicts what the characters are saying. Yeah. <laughs> or or reaffirms it, oh, like... No. You're incorrigible. I don't know the meaning of the word. <laughs> he really doesn't. <laughs> um, then they're at Julie's party. Julie Aubrey Plaza. Uh-huh. Who works at the record store. Works at the- I have a coffee shop. <laughs> coffee shop. Oh, and then, then later you discover she works at the, the music venue. Mm-hmm. And Scott's like, is there anywhere you don't work? She's like, it's called having a job. <laughs> Something I'm going fuck up like you wouldn't know about. <laughs> only like- uh, her mouth gets censored <laughs> and it was a black bar and he's like, how are you doing that with your mouth? It's amazing. He goes to Julie's party and Julie is sort of dating Stephen Stills, the lead singer in the band. Mm-hmm. Um, they're hanging out anyway. Um, but then he hears that <laughs> Ramona Flowers will be there. And so he asks, call that guy with that face that you totally recognize. If he knows her by holding up a, a doodle <laughs> of of a face with a scribble hair mm-hmm. and says, do you know a girl with, with hair like this? And he's like, yes, that's Ramona flowers. And he's like, <laughs> Oh, somebody said she was going to be here. And he's like, Oh, and then he goes around and he interviews people at the, at the party. And that's how he finds out he, she had a bad breakup with Gideon that like she moved to Toronto, that she's American, things like that. Mm-hmm. And Stacy, no, not Stacy, Julie, Stacy, one of the two of them. Tells him that he is forbidden from dating Ron Flowers. Yeah. I'm not sure why. Um, Because she's too good for him and he's kind of fuck up. That's true. And then she na- named several girls. Yeah. Including Kim and Holly and some other lady. And he's like, it was mutual, whatever. Also, I just like, I don't understand how Scott Pilgrim's such like a lady killer when he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like, I... What do girls see? And he's awkward. But yes. like... That can be endearing, but, like, he also doesn't have redeeming qualities. Like, he's the bassist in the band. He's not even the lead singer or the guitarist or the drummer. He's in a band. Yeah, but he's the bassist. And, like... Okay. Yeah, but a lot of people are not in a band. He's dating a 17-year-old. Um, he used to be in high school where you didn't need a job. He's 22. Okay. He dated people in high school... Well, you didn't need a job. Okay, but I feel like... He used to have a job. His track record makes him seem like he was a loser even in high school. Yes. Everyone probably thinks he's, like, secretly sleeping with his gay best friend that he lives with because he doesn't have a job or his own apartment. Uh-huh. Which he probably is, let's be honest. Well, he's he's sleeping as in resting. Does he need to sleep with the Wallace Wells? I think Wallace Wells is getting enough action by himself. He yeah, doesn't need to, like... I think like, that they still are. Well, that's because you have Wallace Wells glasses on and think that everybody wants to sleep with you at Wallace Wells. Yeah. <laughs> and your scrawny little bodies. Mm-hmm. I get it. 
Because sometimes women want non-threatening men. But he is threatening because he hurts all of them. You don't know that at first. I guess. Aubrey Plaza knows. She does. Oh, and then he finds her, like, he finds her and, like, totally fucks up his pickup line, which is about, which is about Pac-Man. Which is, like, shitty, because he totally used that pickup line on Knives, too. Yeah. Recycling. I've done that before. Um, (laughs) I just do it with my hands in bottles. Recycling? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a regular recycling statement. It's a joke. Um, so Ramona works for Amazon and I was like, when did Amazon become a thing like that they do package delivery? Like in 2000? Really? Yeah. Like a long time ago. I didn't realize it had been so long. Well, like they started as like just books. Yeah. Like it's been a thing for a long time. So he totally fucks up his thing. (laughs) What am I? Where were we? Or you threw me off with that thing. That's not right. <laughs> Ramona works for Amazon. He yep. orders a package so that he can see her. Yep. Yep. So he's ordering stuff on Amazon.ca. He gets a threatening email at the same time. And he ta- and he's like, blah, blah, blah. We'll be soon fighting. Boring. Mm-hmm. And then he goes on a poor date with knives. And gets a package from Amazon slash Ramona after he dreams about her. Yes. Like he's dreaming about her in a hallway. <laughs> and then he, she rings his doorbell. Um, and he tricks her into hanging out. How does he trick her into hanging out? By not signing for his package until she agrees to hang out with him. <laughs> and then he throws his package in the garbage. Yep. I want to know what he ordered. Because like when he's ordering, is he says it has to be really cool. So she thinks I'm cool, but she doesn't know what's in the package. Mm-mm. Maybe she does. Maybe Amazon.ca back in 2007 was a really small operation and she does all the packing and shipping herself. Uh, maybe. maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like, what's the website for Amazon.ca? <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. Um, so they do hang out and they meet up and do some walking around. And then it's cold outside because it's April and it's Toronto and they think it's cold. And well, then they like, walk through a magic door. And they walk through a magic door and then into Ramona's house where she makes some tea. And then they don't drink the tea and they get naked. Yeah. And she goes into her bedroom to change. And then then, then he like follow, he like wanders around and finds her. And then she's like, I'm changing. And then he's like, oops. And he covers his eyes. <laughs> yeah. So then they like snuggle. And she doesn't have sex with him. And he's, like, kind of okay with it. As he should be. I mean, I don't know. I'd be disappointed. She's kind of hot. She is kind of hot, but that's... I want to be like, that's normal to not want to have sex with somebody that you didn't want to go on a date with in the first place. But she wanted to have sex with him. (laughs) And then she's like, actually, just kidding. (laughs) Never mind. (sighs) But he was a good sport about it. Just because you sleep with everyone and everything, even if they're metal and have creepy lips, <laughs> doesn't mean that that's everybody's stance. I mean, it seems like what Scott Pilgrim does. Um, he didn't have sex with nine. because she's underage. <laughs> um, she's not underage in Canada. That's true. Or in Minnesota. They barely even kissed. Anyway, 
The next morning, he invites her to uh, see him at the Battle of the Bands, mm-hmm. which is a gig that his friend Stephen got them because his coworker said, hey, do you know anybody in a, ba- a band? And he said, I'm in a band. And then he was like, oh, we need bands for the TIBB, the Toronto International Battle of the Bands, which is a play off the Toronto International Film Festival. Ooh, the TIFF. Yeah, TIFF. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so That's a fancy one. What? TIFF? Mm-hmm. It is. Lady Gaga was there for a star is born. She looked very pretty. I am sure she did. That's that's why I've been to Toronto. Mm. Anyway, so they go to the first Battle of the Bands at the Rocket, which is a bar in Toronto, but not a bar that looks like that. Oh, okay. And then Knives shows up. And so does Ramona. With her random unnamed friend. Oh, what? Knife takes her friend everywhere. No. Yeah. She doesn't have a name, though. No, she doesn't. That's why she wasn't in the who is section. And then Stacy is there, and so is Jimmy. This is where... Oh, so cute. Wallace meets Jimmy. Let's cyberstalk him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, and their first battle is versus Crash and the Boys. They're from Brampton, I want to be like Brampton, Ohio. They're not from Brampton, Ohio. They're from Brampton, Ontario. Ooh, he's like, he's something. I don't know what that, I don't know how to interpret that. It's got to be like Nordic or something. His name is. Well, that makes sense with your taste in men. Kerr. But on his IMDb, it's Cart. I don't know how to pronounce this even. It's K-J-A-R-T-A-N. Okay. Okay, that's what you meant by something was just... <laughs> oh my god, look how adorable he is. I'm going to follow him on Instagram. Sorry, continue. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so they're at the Battle of the Bands. They battle the band. Mm-hmm. It's Crash and the Boys. There's nothing too important about them other than they... They lose because they get vaporized by the first evil ex, who is Matthew Patel. Who, who, by the way, Felix does not like. I don't like him. I don't like his hair. I like his hair. I think his hair is nice. I like that he gets mad that, that Scott didn't read his email. It's all great. Then they fight, and it's like Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. Okay. To music. And there's music, and they're singing, and he sings, and he has evil hipster chicks who wear who wear tank tops. Like I definitely had a tank top like that in that in like 2002. Battles Matthew Patel, who I like a lot, and you do not like at all. Mm-hmm. And when he wins by punching him, he explodes into a bunch of coins, mm-hmm. Canadian coins, but not enough for the bus. And Knives is passed out the whole time. Yeah. Which is great because he does say, like, I am Ramona's first evil ex. Mm -hmm. And Ramona's like, does anybody need another drink? And Knives (laughs) doesn't know anything about, like, Scott battling some other ladies. Mm -hmm. And Jimmy and Wallace are making out. They are. Wallace is also, like, heckling the first band, which I thought was really funny. You do seem like a heckler. (laughs) Me? Yeah. I don't heckle. 
don't know. I just laugh when other people do it. Oh, okay. Just like hecklers. Especially when they get called out. Yeah. So then they go on an actual date with Ramona. Uh, she comes over to the band house and she meets the band and then Neil ends up playing his part because Steven's getting all nervous because now it's sudden death in the battle of the bands, which doesn't really make sense to me because why wouldn't it be sudden death in the first round either? And then the second round is sudden death. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, no, I don't know. <laughs> he makes her a fancy dinner of garlic bread, which they eat on the floor of his apartment. While Wallace goes out to see a filming of an action movie, which is Lucas Lee's action movie. Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh-huh. That's at Castle Loma, which is like a castle, which actually a lot of movies get filmed at. Like mm. the X-Men, it's the X-Men school. Whatever the X-Men school. X-Men oh. Academy. Yeah. Xavier. It's called Xavier Academy. Xavier School for Gifted Mutants. See, I knew there was more to that. It wasn't just called <laughs> Xavier Academy. I mean, I think that's what it's called. Anyway, so he's like, Wallace, I need you to not be here so I can date Ramona. And then Wallace is like, you're going to be bad at it. So I'll be waiting for you. <laughs> In 60 minutes when you strike out, this is where I'll be. And so in 55 minutes, he's striking out because she says, your hair is shaggy. And then he puts on this hat. And she's like, why are you wearing that hat? And he's like, I thought we could go for a walk. And then they go for a walk and they go up to Casa Loma. And that's where they're filming. And it's it's Chris Evans as Lucas Lee. And he's saying, it's an action movie with a guy holding a woman hostage. And he's saying... The only stand- thing standing between you, me and her is the two minutes it's going to take for me to beat you up or something like that. Mm-hmm. But he's really not talking to the other actors. He's really just talking to Scott Pilgrim and he's talking about Ramona Flowers and they don't realize it. And he's a skateboarder and then they do some uh, skateboarder fighting. Yeah, he fights all of his like stunt doubles. Oh, yeah. There's like lots of them. And then eventually he uh, fights Lucas Lee. But he loses. Yeah, because he tricks Lucas Lee into doing a grind <laughs> or a, a, thingy. a thingy on that rail. He says, that rail's garbage, and it's like 200 steps. And, and Scott's like, there are girls watching. And he does it, and then at the bottom, he explodes into a bunch of coins. Yep. Um, which is true that Casaloma actually has on top of a hill, and there are like a bunch of steps. Hmm. Very much on the top of the hill. Have you grinded down the rail of the steps? I have not grinded down any rail <laughs> of any steps, so or ever been on a skateboard. I think really. I think maybe like no, <laughs> I don't. Maybe not ever. I'm not sure. Yeah. Why? What's your history with skateboarding? I tried it for a little bit. Wasn't for me. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I love um, Tony Hawk. Posts a lot on Twitter. About his like weird interactions with fans, um, like existential stuff. Often at the airport, like he's like going through TSA and he's like, the TSA agent was like, he looked like Tony Hawk. I wonder what he's up to. <laughs> he's like this. <laughs> and then <laughs> he's like in the coffee shop and mom was like, you're Tony Hawk. <laughs> he's like, I am. She's like, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> like, what? Oh, my goodness. 
it's called Xavier's School for Gifted Youngsters. Oh, youngsters. Okay. So here is uh, a thing that was suggested to me by our web guy. It's a Mary fuck kill. Mm, right. Okay. Number one, Chris Evans as Lucas Lee. Number two, Chris Evans as Captain America. And number three, Chris Evans as Johnny Storm. So kill Lucas Lee because he sucks in his bad chin strap. Whoa. Um, marry Captain America because he's the golden boy. And fuck Johnny Storm because he's like a playboy. Although, I don't know because he's like almost bald. And the movie, his hair's cut really short. You do hate short hair I mean, and long hair and any <laughs> hair that's not perfect. Like Chris Evans as Captain America, his hair is perfect. Okay. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Okay. What if you threw actual Chris Evans in the mech? Oh, I would marry him in a heartbeat. Yeah. Even though he's not gay, you think you have Wallace Wells power? Actually, Chris Evans has a little brother who's also an actor. He's only a couple years younger who looks similar, not as hot, but still very hot. And he's gay. Yeah. But wouldn't he, wouldn't he be driven crazy by the fact that you just want to be with his brother? I'd settle for him. He's gorgeous. Yeah. And I think like, I could get both. They're both just like really funny and cute and nice too. I love watching interviews with them. And Chris Evans gets drunk a lot and like goes to red carpets and acts silly. Like what if you were with somebody who just wanted to be with your little brother? That'd be weird. Yeah. <laughs> But we're 10 years apart. (laughs) So. (laughs) Okay. Imagine in 10 years you were with somebody who just wanted to be with your little brother. No. Creepy. Yeah. That's what you are with with the Evanses. I want to be with both of them. At the same time. Even creepier. Yeah. (laughs) Score. Yeah. Super weird for them. (laughs) I doubt it. Would you sleep with your brother? No, but they seem comfortable with each other. I want to go with yuck. They're not sleeping with each other. They're sleeping with me. But they're both there. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's so weird. I don't know. Okay. Then. Okay. Now we're going back to the plot because like this got too (laughs) weird and I should never ask that question. And now you're going to marry a couple brothers. Mm -hmm. That's going to be weird. (laughs) Things happen. That thing is still not okay. (laughs) Like, I know that that's a thing and that's a fantasy for men to be with two twin women. Still not okay. Okay. At the coffee shop, Mm -hmm. second cup, he goes into, (laughs) Scott goes in to see his sister Stacy, but he gets Julie instead. And she calls him a fuck up. (laughs) Stop showing me pictures of those brothers you want to marry. (laughs) It's not cool. Um, Ramona is there and they talk a little bit and then all of a sudden Envy of Prayer is in front of her poster mm-hmm. looking exactly like her poster and then invites him to their show and tells him he's on the list he's like I'm definitely not coming and she's like you're definitely on the list <laughs> yeah So Dale. Yes, Felix. How much uh how much do you think it costs to make this movie? 
Um, well, there were lots of people in it, but they were all very young people who were not super famous. And no fireworks. And there were like no fireworks, but lots of computer graphics and mm-hmm. lots of coins. And those just cost the cost of the coins. And then they're reusable, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like after that's done, you still have the value of the coins. You didn't get interest on them, but you still have coins. And at this point, I think like the Canadian dollar was doing pretty good. So <laughs> good, good on you. So I'm going to go with $5 million. Well, quite a bit more than that. I don't want to <laughs> I forget these things. <laughs> Five, no, no, $50 million? Close. Okay. A little more. $70 million. Less. $65 million. Less. $55 more. million. $57 million. More. $58. More. $59. Still more. $60. Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay. Now, how much do you think it made? Nine million dollars. Nine hundred. No, ninety million dollars. No. One hundred and ten million dollars. Twenty million dollars. I just tell me. Forty-seven million dollars. That seems like a lot less than a billion dollars, and yet it was such a better movie than uh, the Avengers. It didn't make its money back. <laughs> That's so sad because, like. <laughs> I love this movie. Yeah, it's I'm I'm confused. Like maybe it just like wasn't the right time. Uh-huh. Cuz like it's a good movie. And it could a, be. A 60 million dollars is a very modest budget and like none of I these mean, people were like super famous yet, but they were like all famous enough. Like I don't remember seeing any advertisements for it at the time cuz I definitely didn't see it until it came out on video. Same. Yeah, and, I don't I wonder maybe, why it's so poorly. Maybe it like you know, it is like not so long ago. Like it does say not so long ago, and so it kind of is a nostalgia film. But it's only a nostalgia film about five years ago, so maybe it really needed to to wait longer. Yeah, I don't know. That's don't so know. strange. It's just like I don't know, man. Here's an article that's um five reasons it bombed. People over 30 didn't get it. We're over 30. People under 30 didn't get it. Geeks didn't get it. People hate Michael Sarah. That that was you. Scott Pilgrim is a musical without songs. Oh, yeah. It kind of is a musical without songs. Yeah, that's that's kind of unbelievable to me that it failed so hard. Yeah, but I can see how it would have a... A smaller audience. But it's like a cult classic. I bet it's made a lot of money on DVDs and stuff. Yeah, I certainly bought it on Blu-ray. And it's on Netflix now. We should have mentioned that earlier. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, hey, don't listen to our podcast about this amazing movie. Watch the amazing movie first. Yeah. Or watch along with us as we describe it and pause it every time we go <laughs> off on a tangent. We, we just introduced all the characters and gave away all the spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> well, we talked about the characters for half an hour. Cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Money, money, money. Must be funny in the rich man's world. So, Envy asks them to open for her secret show. 
And um, Scott Pilgrim talks it over with Ramona, putting his head on her shoulder, and it's like, if your ex was was in a band and and ask you to open for them, what would you you do? And she's like, if my ex were in a band, foreshadowing, her ex is in a band, and specifically that band. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in a show, and she's like, well, it might be awkward, but it seems like the grown up thing to do. <laughs> but, no. That's a bad idea. Well, I was going to go with Scott Pilgrim isn't much of a grown-up. No. Not really. So they agree to do the show. And uh, because, like, guess what? There are none no band and all the shows are secret shows. Um, the show's at Lee's Palace, which is a real place in Toronto. Mm. So, and Knives shows up. And she's dating young Neil now. Yeah, but only to make Scott jealous. Yeah, but is this okay because he's 20 and she's 17? Still feels weird. But I would date young Neil. Is it okay for you to date young Neil? He's 20 years old. Only in Canada. He can't drink here. Um, Drinking seems very central to your (laughs) being. It's not even just about drinking. It's about being able to go to venues where alcohol is served. Maybe you have a problem. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> maybe think about that they serve alcohol everywhere and i prefer 21 plus areas because it like less about the alcohol and more about the fact that i can trust that there aren't going to be children except for that one time there was a baby at saloon okay uh felix hates women and babies. <laughs> oh i absolutely hate babies and children <laughs> and children oh my goodness okay going on <laughs> moving on the show is okay and then the Clash at Demon Head goes on, and they're awesome because it's actually based off a ba- uh, band metric, which which is where the song comes from. And they are a Toronto-based band. And um, the bass player is one of the evil exes, uh-huh. the vegan. Todd the vegan. Um, they're invited to go backstage by uh, Julie, who apparently works at, at Lee's Palace. Mm-hmm. And they go back to stage and they just stare at each other. Yeah, they're not enjoying while, it. While Envy, like, stares down Ramona and asks her dumb questions like, mm-hmm. affordable outfit. <laughs> and so, I thought it was a weird dynamic, like... Because, like, she was dating him, and now she's dating him, and, like... They switched boyfriends? Yeah. In all your dating history, you haven't, like, done that? No. Really? mm I hate that. People used to do that a lot in, like, junior high and high school, and it made me super uncomfortable. It's, like, incestuous. Excuse me, you're the one who just said, I would like <laughs> to sleep with two brothers at the same time. But they wouldn't be sleeping with each other. At the same time. Yeah. At the same time. I feel like dating is different than also just like hooking up with someone because like, then you're like, you like get to know them and there's like romantic feelings involved. And then like, you just like date someone that they've dated or someone that it's a whole thing. It's gross. It's weird. Like, what if you didn't know that? Like, I mean, if you didn't Scott know. and Ramona didn't know that their exes are now dating when they started dating. Yeah, I guess. But it's weird. Okay. I want to sleep with the, the um, oh boy. Todd the Vegan. And then he goes all Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but cool. 
<laughs> when his hair gets all spiky and his eyes are glowing and he's like okay. levitating. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because he has special vegan powers, which are like weird psychic things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they fight. Um, what do we have to say about this fight? Oh, um, turns out, that, oh, Scott asked Ramona about her history with them because he wants to know if there's anything in their backstory that might help him in this fight. Mm-hmm. Um, she learns that they dated after um, her and Lucas Lee broke up. They, uh, then he got sent off by his dad to Vegan Academy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they broke up then. And that's about it. We also get a little bit more insight that- into like how Ramona dumps people. And she sounds like the girl version of Scott Pilgrim, honestly. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, which kind of makes it perfect for each other. But like, how would you describe how she dumps people and how Scott Pil- Pilgrim dumps people? Because we saw him break up with knives when he said yeah he's like awkward and bad at it yeah because she said do you want to come over to my for dinner and meet my parents it's my birthday dinner and you're not too old for me and i'm in love mm-hmm. and he said i think we should stop seeing each other i think we should break up yeah how do you break up with people never have um so you ghost people no or you always get dumped it's always kind of just like it kind of just ends, except for that one time I got dumped. That, and you're how old? 25. That seems messed up. I don't date a lot. I don't care. That still seems messed up. What do you mean? That like, you never had to, like, you've gotten dumped once. And then other than that, you haven't really been in any relationships or any other things is just like oh we kind of just like moved apart and then nothing really happened and then we didn't have to break up yeah i prefer it that way i I, I would never be able to break up with someone i'd feel awful so i'm gonna put scared of commitment Mm -hmm. in the felix's problems (laughs) less hates women scared of commitment (laughs) Loves Hydra. Hell, Hydra. <laughs> but then he eventually tricks Todd into... Oh, and the thing about Todd is he's really stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tricks Todd into drinking um, a coffee with half and half in it instead of the coffee with soy milk in it by thinking really hard about which one he put in, in the soy milk as the opposite one. And then he breaks vegan... Uh, Edge and the vegan police come and get him and take his powers. And they like shoot him with like ray guns. Yeah, because this is his third strike because he also ate gelato and uh, chicken parmesan or something. <laughs> really obvious. Then uh, he explodes into coins, of course. Mm-hmm. And him and Envy talk or Natalie talk and She's like, you exploded my boyfriend. And he's like, you punched my heart. <laughs> and so I think we're even, and like, really you're not if you killed a guy, but also he, <laughs> he attacked you first, or, you know, he was in a league that attacked you or whatever. So, but also like, it's not even, but it's like, you're broken up. So whatever. Mm-hmm. And they go to Pizza Pizza to meet up with the rest of the band. And then they go to the after party for the Clash of Demon Head show, 
which is at this fancy white bar, by which I mean everything in the bar is white, not the people. Does Clash of Demon have play there? No, it's the after party for it. Right. So, we never see her again, do we? Nope. That's kind of weird. Yeah. Because she's like a big plot point. <laughs> and then she just kind of disappears. Yeah. I wonder what she's doing now. Like the character? Mm-hmm. Well. She has to get a new bassist, I imagine. Yeah. She may have gotten a new bassist. Uh, maybe she did um, a, a side project. <laughs> she went solo? Called Emily Haynes and the Soft Skeleton. <laughs> she, she's the star of that band, so it doesn't really matter who the, who the bassist is. That's true. So, you know, whatever. At the number four bar, because it has been white number four. Yeah, I didn't notice until that bar that all of the X's have, like, their number somewhere. Like, everywhere. Yeah. How did you not notice? I don't know. I just assumed it was, like, an aesthetic choice, I guess. <laughs> but then I started noticing, and Scott had, was he zero? Um, He had zeros, but that's actually a band t-shirt. Oh. Yeah, it's a Smashing Pumpkins t-shirt. Mm. So, in one way, he was zero. In other ways, it was a reference to the Smashing Pumpkins. But in all, so it was a, it was a, artistic choice, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, because there were like threes all over the garbage cans, and mm-hmm. like at um, at Casa Loma, like there were twos all over. He had it tattooed on his. Behind his ear, he had it. Oh, wow. Yeah. He had a tattoo behind his ears. Like, even in the movie that that um, Wallace was watching on TV, he had that two tattoo on him. Um, he had it on his car door, on, like, a T-shirt. Yeah, it's everywhere. There's, like, and, like, um, the bassist had a three on his T-shirt yeah. and on the garbage can lid and the garbage can. Yeah, it's everywhere. So, anyway, at the four bar... They um, they're talking and they're like, blah, blah blah, yeah, like they're just talking. And then boom, in comes Roxy, mm-hmm. the evil ex girlfriend. Oh, we skipped over too. She tries to beat him up in like an alleyway earlier, but then he's like, "I'm not in the mood for this right now." And she's like, "Fine, but next time I'll be deadly serious." So she comes and now he has to fight her and he's like, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't know how I feel about this, this girl and all these people keep like trying to beat me up. And like, I just got on, I just saw my like ex-girlfriend who like clearly broke my heart and like what's going on. And so like Roxy and Ramona fight a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then, then Roxy's like, no, the League of Evil Exes is that. Scott Pilgrim must defeat me, defeat me with my own, with his own hands. And so, and she's wearing, do you want to talk about what she's wearing? It's like, like a tube dress, but with like weird cutout things. And a bikini, leather bikini top underneath. Yeah. So that you can see like one bikini triangle entirely. And then like. And from certain angles. This like weird silver, like it almost looks like ammunition, <laughs> like belt thing that then becomes like her weapon. Like a whip. Yeah. Um, it was interesting. And her hair was like different colors and very big and. There's a lot happening there. She oh, and like, she had the black under eye yeah. things. Yeah, it's it was. It's like military Harley Quinn. 
Yeah, because it's like weird pigtails on her top. Mm-hmm. I don't really understand Harley Quinn. I know who she is. Mm-hmm. I do not understand the character. What do you mean? What is, okay, like, why does she wear that weird outfit? Why does she talk in that baby voice? Because she's like a like Joker, like, you know, from the cards. Why is she a Joker? Because she dates the Joker, the Batman villain. Yeah, but he's not like the Joker from the cards. He's like the other kind of Joker from the cards, like the clownier one. And she's like the one with the weird pobbly hat things, you know, the jester. Yeah, I don't. He's Which, not from the cards, though. What do you mean? He's like the creepy dude. Yeah. So His name is Joker, but. Harley Quinn's kind of like this one. I know what you. Okay. Mm-hmm. But like the, the blue and red pigtails, like the Margot Robbie Harley Quinn sucks. I don't know where that came from. But. Um, I know I didn't see that. Oh, we'll get there. Okay. Wait, no, we won't. No, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> You're just showing no. (laughs) And the baby voice, I'm not quite sure what that's about. Yeah, like she doesn't make sense to me. She she was a psychologist or psychiatrist. Like and she's treating the Joker and then he like corrupts her and she becomes a villain and crazy and talks in the baby voice. Oh yeah, cool. They date. She's like, Mr. J Puddin. (laughs) <laughs> How did we get off on Harley Quinn? Roxy's hair. Oh, right. <laughs> reminds you of Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. So then Ramona, like, grabs his hands and, like, controls his body to fight her. And they defeat her. She whoops out this, like, giant hammer also at one point. From, from her tiny bag. Then mm-hmm. we're at the next music battle of bands. Oh, they have a fight. Um, Ramona and um, mm-hmm. uh, Scott, they have a little passive-aggressive situation happen. Yeah, and she's like, let's split. And he's like, split up or leave this bar? And she's like, I just fought somebody for you. What do you think I mean? And, then, and like, he starts, like, drinking. I think it's a fair question. She was being cryptic. I didn't like it. Yeah, but she also just, yeah, like, she wants to be with him. But does she? And, like, and, like, he's just started drinking where he never drunk before and, like, just ordered two mm-hmm. instead of one. It was two for ones at the bar last night. Okay, why do you think that our podcasting audience wants to care about how you saved money on your drinking problem? <laughs> I'm relating to Scott Pilgrim. Maybe it was two for ones. So, we got two. Instead of, instead of being like, I'll get two and share one with this... Woman, I want to be my girlfriend. I thought that was like a joke that he wasn't actually going to give it to her. Anyway, and then it is time for for the next round of the battle, battle of the bands, battle mm-hmm. of the bands, battle of the bands. Which, like, I don't know what the rules of this battle of the bands are, but like these twins, they're not a band; they're like EDM producers with keyboards <laughs> and like I don't know where are they. <laughs> I don't know. So it's the Katanugi twins, Kyle and Ken. Mm-hmm. They're the next band, but they are also the next exes. Boyfriend. Yeah. And Ramona gives them a list. And she dated both of them at the same time. She did, but did she sleep with them together? Probably. Did they sleep with each other at the same time? I bet. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, what's the point? 
I feel bad for twins. I bet they get this shit all the time. Yeah, but like they can monetize it. Just because you want... Wait. Just because you want to sleep with yourself doesn't mean that everybody else does. Most people do. There's like a meme going around about would you bang your clone? Yes. Uh, (laughs) Like, I just like, I feel like all twins, like if you're identical twins it's so much easier to like do things in life. Like you can be an actor or porn star or model or like, like anything you choose to do, you can like, that can be your gimmick. Uh, so yeah, he fights these twins. Um, they shoot like magic dragon. Uh, they make a magic two headed dragon from their music boxes. Mm -hmm. And And then the the band is like playing and they make a, a giant gorilla. Kim is, like, definitely the best member of the band. Like, from a personality standpoint? No, like, competency. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Even though they specifically say that Steven Stills is the talent? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, why why do you say that? She, like, leads them and, like, keeps them in check. She seems like a good drummer. Okay, so from a musician standpoint as well as, like, a leader? Mm Mm-hmm. I can see that, yeah. She also knows that Scott's like an idiot. Yes. Well, she did date him in high school, (laughs) so she does know that. But I also like that she like calls him out Mm -hmm. on it a lot. Yeah. Okay. So anything we want to say about this battle? Because this is where like the the movie gets thin. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Where it's just like, and then they have a battle and we didn't make two boyfriends two separate boyfriends with two different backstories. It's just like a pair of twins. <laughs> then I have to do less writing. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah, I kind of um, glazed over that one. Yeah, they totally glazed over it. Um, but in the audience mm-hmm. is Gideon G-Man Graves and they discover that that's the Ramona X is Gideon and G-Man are the same people. Mm-hmm. Our same person. <laughs> and then um, outside Ramona breaks up with Scott because uh, she can't help herself around Gideon. And G-Man signs the sex bombs, but without Scott because he says, I won't sign that. And so they're like, we're going to have to find another bassist. But, oh, guess what? Young Neil knows all his parts <laughs> and will sign for him. And this will sign as part of the band. And they get a record deal even though they didn't win the Toronto International Bands of the Battle of the Bands. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, she drives away in a limo. And then he's kind of a dick. And he's like, he leans out the door of the window or the limo, which was stupid because, like, they were about to start driving away. And I was like, why not just, like, climb out of the skylight? Um, Because it's cold out. So why have the whole door open? <laughs> because that's a natural thing to do is quick open a door and it's easy to close again versus being like, where's the... <laughs> The it's not called the skylight. It's no, called it's a sunroof, sunroof button to slowly open and close. So when I was young, I thought that only limos had those. I'd never been in like a normal car that had one. Okay. I mean, to be fair, the ones in limos are like different and fancier. Yeah. But um, I love them, and I think all cars should have them. Okay. I had a little toy limo, and it had one. It was a Buick. And. 
when it's summertime and you open them up, it like lets all the hot air mm-hmm. <laughs> that's been greenhouse affecting in your car out really fast. Yeah. So what does he say when he leans out the door? Oh, he says, oh, things like the whole League of Evil Exes was my idea, but it was, I was in a bad place and I'm sorry. <laughs> so, yeah. so no hard feelings now. <laughs> and Scott's like very much hard feeling. Yeah. And he goes home. And then he talks to Wallace, and Wallace is like, I was hoping that you guys wouldn't break up because I kind of need you to move out because <laughs> I need this place for sex. Mm-hmm. This is where he walks in, walks in and sees another guy's junk. Mm-hmm. Just like the random guy who is not other Scott or Jimmy. Mm-hmm. And, while, and he's like, oh, you poor thing. You've seen another guy's junk. Let's make you some hot cocoa. And you got broken up with, so we'll make you some hot cocoa. And then the phone rings. And the other guy picks it up, and then it's for Scott, and it's Gideon on the phone. And he says, I'm opening my, my new chaos theater, and the sex bombs are playing it. Um, you should really come down. And then Wallace realizes what a jerk Gideon is. Mm-hmm. He's like, fine, go down there. Because originally it was like, don't give him the satisfaction. Don't go down there. That's stupid. Yeah. You're just, you know, you're just going to make yourself angry. And he's like, no, that's a jerk. Go down there and mess him up. And so he does go down there. And he meets at the at the front door. There is a doorman. He has to tell him a password. Mm-hmm. He does. I don't remember what it was. It was something like, this is stupid. <laughs> and then the next one is like, ugh. <laughs> yep. He's like, you may pass. And then he comes in and the sex bombs are playing. And then they're, then they're like, and then like the whole thing and Gideon's sitting on this like black stepped pyramid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with also Ra- with Ramona. The first door blocker guy. Oh my God. He got unattractive. Oh, that's a different guy. Um, no, is that him? I don't know. Anyway, uh, his name is John Patrick Amadori. He was in Gossip Girl, and he was in the movie Stick It as the character Poot, who is the best character in that movie. Like, you were just saying weird words at me now. <laughs> oh, Poot from Stick It. Have you seen Stick It? No. Oh, it's such a I've never movie. heard of it. It's a gymnastics movie? It's so good. We have to watch it. Mm. That's where the Stick It comes from. Okay. So he is very pretty. Okay. And he... He, that's the first doorman, mm-hmm. so he has like barely a okay. Yep, but I noticed him because he's poot. Okay, and he's like, "There's this great line that you would love. It's um, what's his name? Um, he's in Guardians of the Galaxy too. Actually, we're gonna get there. What's his name? Is he in Guardians of the Galaxy the first one? No. Then I don't know because I haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy too. He's like a famous actor. Um, there are lots of those. He's an old man. I mean, he's not like terribly old. Jeff Bridges. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, and uh, he's like the grumpy like uh, gymnastics coach. And Poot is like, it's Poot and this other guy are like friends of the main girl uh, from back home. And so they go to the Olympic training like gymnastics place. And they're trying to break her out, and he's like giving him a hard time. And Poot's like, "What's up, your butt?" And then Jeffrey is like, "What'd you say about my butt?" 
And he's like, I don't know, but whatever it is, it's sideways. Oh, you know who the other guy is? If I'm not mistaken, it is. It's um, Kellen Lutz, who is uh, also in Twilight. He was one of Edward's brothers. Okay. Yeah. So Scott gets the main <laughs> area of the of the chaos theater where Gideon and Ramona are on a giant pyramid thing. Yeah, that's weird. And the sex bombs are on a stage. Which was also pyramid-like. Yeah, it was, like, it was this bizarre area. And and um, Kim says, oh, we're here to rock and sell out and stuff. And then she wipes her, her cheek. She itches her cheek with her middle finger, which I thought was an excellent, like, um, piece of what, what what do you even call that an excellent touch mm-hmm. an excellent touch and then scott pilgrim fought, fights security guys and then he he says i'm here to fight ramona for for love and he pulls a love power of love <laughs> <laughs> like a love sword out of his chest mm-hmm. into the video game and then he fights him and the knife shows up and it, and she's she's like I hate you what you've done to him. And then he, he's like, what I've done to him? And he's like, no, I'm not here to fight you. I'm here to fight her, meaning Ramona. And he's like, you broke the heart that broke my heart. And she's all angry. And she's like, it's chow time. <laughs> <laughs> and she has knives. <laughs> and she has knives. That's pretty good. <laughs> and she's like, what are you talking about? And she grabs like this um, post with a, a like lantern on it, I guess. Yeah. And like protects herself with that and fights knives and like Scott has to um, tell them that like she he treated on knives with Ramona or like first he says I t- I I dated knives and then I dated Ramona and then he's like well there was a bit of overlap and she's like you ch-, and Ramona says you cheated on me with knives and he's like no I cheated on knives with you and she's like. <laughs> there's a difference he's like yeah you weren't wrong then he's like and then like and then Gideon comes and like stabs him in the back while this happens and he dies remember early in the movie he got an extra life so he gets to do it all again so yeah we didn't mention that yeah well it's it's (laughs) you gotta keep moving we spend a lot of time (laughs) we spend a lot of time on the who is all these people on the what do they look like? And what would they look like naked? And yeah. who does Felix want to sleep with? And who does, Yes. And who does Felix want to sleep with at the same time? <laughs> anyway. So. He does it all again. Only this word at time, instead of like giving the password guys like his fake passwords, he punches them and mm-hmm. gets 700 points. And then he comes in and he's like. I wish I'm, people turn into coins when I punch them. <laughs> That would be awesome, but then, like, it would be incentive for people to punch me, and I don't like that. That's true. Um, and he gets there, and he's like, he's like, Gideon's like, you want to fight me for her? And he's like, no, I want to fight you for me. And he pulls out a different sword, which gives him plus eight balls, which is Scott has earned the power of self-respect into the power <laughs> of love, and it's a different colored sword. Mm-hmm. And then they fight, only it's faster this time because... Not to make the movie boring, even though it's like not that long of a movie because it clips along at quite a pace. And then at the end, he's like, you know, when they get closer to the end, it's like, knives come out. I know you're there. And then he like says really nice things like, 
here's the deal. I was wrong. And I, you know, I dated both at the same time and it was, it was wrong of me and blah, blah. And then they're like, okay. And then they all fight Gideon and then they defeat him. And he's like, and then ghost Gideon says, you've defeated me, but can you defeat yourself? And then Negascott comes out and I have no idea what Negascott is. It's like what? his inverse. Okay. Like evil what? Scott. Is it from Mortal Kombat? It's probably from some video game. Okay. I didn't recognize it anyway. So it's from some video game. So Scott has to take care of this himself because he has to defeat himself. And so um, Ramona and Knives go upstairs out of the Chaos Theater. And then eventually... So do Scott and Negus Scott, and they're chatting and laughing, and they're like, he's a really nice guy. We're getting brunch next week, so they're going to have brunch next week. Um, <laughs> and Ramona, Ramona walks away, and Knives and, and uh, Scott are talking about, like, all sorts of things, and then Knives looks at him, and he looks at her, and he's like, you should really go to her if that's, that's what you want, and he does. Because she's your age. Yeah, yeah, and that's the end of the movie. So, Felix, what was your favorite part? Wallace. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Jimmy. I like just all the Wallace parts, like the scene where your, uh, Scott jumps out of the window is really funny. Uh, yeah. When Knives comes over unexpectedly and he's like, he's not here. And he's like jumping out the window. Yeah. Um, I like the part where Wallace like enters the room and he's like, "Guess who's drunk?" And then he does this thing where he like he like hit like he throws his keys, but he hits his other arm with his other arm, and he hits Scott in the head while he's in bed. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's like, "Is it Wallace?" <laughs> and he flops down in bed next to him. It's pretty good. I'm Wallace. <laughs> well, you certainly are a drunk homosexual, so <laughs> yeah, essentially. Um. <laughs> My favorite part was the vegan police and like the vegan academy like <laughs> references because like it's just funny. What was your least favorite part? That first evil ex. Matthew Battelle, <laughs> the one who actually sings in this musical. I don't really like not- any of the evil exes. Is that weird? <laughs> That's not weird. Like I like the uh, hot one. Um, Lucas Lee? Yeah, uh, no. The next one. Oh, the one without the anything? One. <laughs> yeah. Todd? Todd. Um, yeah, because Chris Evans, like, character was a jerk, and he had bad facial hair, and, like, the girl one was just too angry, and I didn't like the hair on the first one. He seemed like a dork, and Gideon was a creep and a sleazeball. Uh-huh. They all just made me uncomfortable. And well, I like, that's kind of why they're exes, right? That, that tall, dumb one, that's definitely my type. I, blonde. <laughs> well, tall, tall and blonde is definitely your type. I I disagree with the dumb part of that I statement. I love because, dumb guys, if they're hot. I don't have types. Like I find short people and tall people equally attractive depending on the situation. I find dumb people and smart people attractive depending on the situation. Uh-huh. I believe that you... You you will sleep with a wide variety of people, and you will find a wide variety of people attractive, but especially attractive are people who are taller than you. No. Yes. I would much rather sleep with someone shorter than me. 
And yeah, you find that tall people so attractive, and that's what I hear about you yakking in my ear all day. is attractive. That's why I want to be taller. <laughs> what was your favorite part, or least favorite part? Um, I was not like a big fan of the, the actual battle scenes because I never played Mortal Kombat. I think. I mean, I like some of them, but they were some of know, them like, were boring. Yeah, basically. The first one was a musical. Yeah, I. That's why I liked him because he like <laughs> he, he sang a little bit, and it was it was Indian inspired, and it was pretty good. So, Felix, because this was my movie choice, you get to break this. Mm. You are never a god. You are never even a man. Kill Martha. So, as you recall. You don't give this a rating on Batman vs. Superman's because you like that movie. (laughs) (laughs) You give this a rating of how many Hulks would you like to give it? Do you want to know how many Hulks you gave? (laughs) Um, The last movie we watched together, Flash Flash Gordon, you gave it for the Hulks. Mm Mm-hmm. I would give this one like the Incredible Hulks, not the original Hulk. Ten. Ten. All right. Yeah. I have no idea if that's like great or so much better than the Hulk. (laughs) Well, yeah, but keep in mind, I also well, I thought that um, Ant Man was forty five times better than Batman v Superman, so they're really not comparable scales. So then, then I would give us like fifty Hulk. So what is this? So what's your final answer, sir? Just it's like infinitely better. <laughs> it's infinite hulks. I know our web guy can do a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think he can actually do infinity. You could do like the little infinity symbol. Okay. Made of Hulk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, our poor our poor. Our poor web guy will have to do an infinity symbol made out of Hulk heads. Like if I have I'm the sorry, choice, Mark. like if I could only ever watch Scott Pilgrim ever again and no other movies existed, or I could watch all the other movies that existed, but I also had to watch the Hulk like every day, I would choose Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Because it's just a bad movie. That's so true. Okay. So that's a weird wedding. <laughs> Would you rather? Do I play the, the sound clip at the end? I love how I'm like, oh, no, what I do? The Batman one? Yeah. No. Do- Are okay. you sure? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, then I won't. Okay. So what did we learn? Bread makes you fat. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. We did learn that. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say... The gay rule book is different because uh, <laughs> Wallace is constantly saying, if you want to date somebody else, break up with your fake high school girlfriend. Um, and then he's like, uh, you're just sleeping with, with other Scott and Jimmy at the same time. And it's, the it's answer is the gay rule book is different. But the appeals process is through Liberace's ghost. So I learned that the appeals process is through Liberace's ghost. And I know you've been telling me that the gay rule book is, is different it's for different. a long time. It's so different. But now I know where to appeal it to. <laughs> um, even nerdy guys can be jerks. Yep. That's true. Yep. Um, 
if you feel self-conscious about your haircut, you can cover it up with a hat. So that was one of my favorite lines. And I laughed so hard because um, my friend, um, this boy is very bad at taking compliments. And like anytime you give him a compliment, he'll like find a way to turn it into like, you like saying something insulting about him. Like I like a new haircut and you're like, oh, you hated my old haircut. Yeah. That kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And so like the first time we hung out, he had just dyed his hair blonde. And I was like, I like your hair blonde. He's like, well, I was thinking about going back to the brown. And I was like, oh, I was looking at your Instagram. Like it looks good brown too. And he's like, oh, so you hate the blonde. <laughs> and that's what it made me think of. And Scott was like, oh, you, you liked it better longer. <laughs> uh, um. I learned that straight guys think that the L world is lesbians. True. <laughs> it is. It is? Isn't that what that show is about, lesbians? It is. <laughs> there you go. But Scott says to Ramona, I'm in lesbians with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can't cheat death. But you can cheat on knives. <laughs> you can cheat on these all the ladies you want, but you can't cheat death. I learned, don't be a jerk. Mm-hmm. That's general good advice. So, next up, what do we have? Captain America, colon, Civil War. Dale, have you seen this movie before? No, I have not. What do you think is going to happen? Captain America and Tony Stark are going to fight a lot about something that is definitely not real and not a problem. I'm going to be really annoyed. They're going to sign something called the Accords. Which means that they can't talk to each other or tell Bucky, tell Tony when they find Bucky Barnes. And Captain Steve Rogers America and Bucky Barnes are going to fall in love in a cave. Hmm. Which you tell me is not a cave, but in fact a bunker of some sort that's definitely underground, which is why it's so cave-like. Mm -hmm. Yes. You don't think they're going to go back in time to the Civil War? Um, I have not seen any time travel yet. <laughs> Even though we did go back in time to World War II, that was just like a backstory mm -hmm. in Phase 1. which Phase 1 was about backstories and for some reason Iron Man 2. Yep. Which I don't, which was about race cars. <laughs> <laughs> and some dude, which, oh, it was about, it was really about, about backstories because it was about my father's friend's son is Whiplash. Yeah. So that's backstory. And race cars. <laughs> so join us next time when we watch my favorite personality fights, my favorite hottie. What? What does that mean? <laughs> your favorite personality is, is Tony Stark. Oh, that's true. And who's your favorite that. hottie? Captain America. Uh-huh. So they're fighting. I know this. I know this because I saw it in Spider-Man because we went to see Spider-Man together at Pizza Theater. And they were fighting each other. They're always fighting each other. Yep. And you've been talking about it forever because you're like, what is Dale going to think about these politics? And mm -hmm. I was like, these are fake politics. Why do I care? <laughs> there are real politics in this real world. True. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter and the Instagram. Mm -hmm. At Felix Dale. And then we're done.